Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Freedom Wire, your number one source for patriotic truth. Whole crew is here today. We're going to talk to you guys about how the GOP is shaping up for 2022 and 2024. Who's running? Who's not? Who do you got as a candidate that you like and uh, that we like as well? Because we're just going to talk about it. But before we jump into the conversation, do us a favor. Like this video. Share this video. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the podcast and hit the notifications bell. That way you'll know anytime a new episode is up. Also, if you're not a member of FreedomWire, you should be. And if you're not, I should smack you in the head a few times. Though, from what I hear, I shouldn't do that because our... That kind of language could cause offline harm. Well, our, and our <laughs> audience is a bit older and it probably... There, there goes any chance of us ever getting this channel. Yeah, so anyway, Sean... Do us a favor, go to freedomwire.com, click the link bottom right-hand side of the screen, and give us your email. We'll start sending stories that are important to conservatives like you and like us. You probably won't read anywhere else. All right, guys, let's jump into this. 20, well, I don't know if we should start with who's running or the shape of, or the direction of the GOP. The broader picture. Yeah, the broader start picture. start by saying that there's so many people jumping in right now from like different walks of life into the GOP. So there's a lot of different things happening, but I think there's a rush to win. Yeah, with, with Trump no longer allowed to really appear anywhere other than you know occasionally scheduled Which media is so appearances, crazy. Yeah, when you really think insane. about it, like you know, ex president is not allowed to be yeah. on social media, frowned upon appearing even on mainstream news networks, any of that. If the mainstream news networks have a video of him, they can't post it because his image and his voice is not allowed. Uh, but with him gone, we now have an enormous power vacuum in the GOP, and everybody wants to be the new guy, which is, you know, in part why we're doing this episode. And, you know, sure, Trump's at Mar-a-Lago wanting to run things behind the scenes, and then there's all sorts of talk about him jumping back in, but until he makes that announcement, which he won't do until the last possible minute, you know, how... But he said you know, he, today that his supporters will be very, very happy about his decision. Yes, I'm, I'm sure, but... Of course, <laughs> <laughs> what Trump is going to say, it's going to be the worst decision of, of ever. Course, yeah, with, with Trump, it couldn't, that could mean anything. But his supporters were going to be happy with it. Mm -hmm. So he's not going to... I mean, his supporters are going to be upset, clearly, if he doesn't run, so that's a pretty good... No, indicator. he expects his supporters to be happy if he... You know, endorses some other guy and says like, "I'm I'm putting my full support behind him. He's the best. You're gonna love him." He'd expect well, we'll them to be happy with that time. too, because that is how, you know, Trump supporters do things typically. But everybody wants to be the new Trump, including Trump. Well, like I said, I know we're the the presidential elections pay the bills, no doubt about it. But 2022 is an American. I'm far more concerned about because it's you know we. They only, that's why, and so is Biden. I think clearly because of how he's like pass it now. Remember, did you notice that a lot in his in his con to Congress? Like, just put it on my desk. Like he's almost like begging him before before we lose it next year in the election. Yeah, like, there, get there, it to me. Let's there, do it now. He's there almost, is some really real talk. Yeah, about the GOP regaining the House and like by a big margin. I mean, I don't know. I mean, considering how well they overachieved, overperformed in in twenty twenty. I gotta imagine that it will be a blowout at this time. I just hate to say that in politics because you know so much can change. But right, if right. we if we were to do it right now, I think the Republicans blow them out of the water. And, sure. and the reason being is because of how the Democrats are acting. Also, one more thing: redistricting. I believe is that does that take effect in twenty twenty two? Yeah, it takes effect. Yeah, twenty twenty two. So it's gonna really be good mm -hmm. for the Republicans because they control the state legislators. 
So, mm -hmm. so in Florida, hopefully they add that that to North Florida gets that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They are. <laughs> yeah, yes, there is North Florida. yes, yeah. So, Tiffany Sabatini's running for it. Yeah, <laughs> the houses would be house would be or the, excuse me, the Senate might be a little more urgent, but I think in the House you say goodbye to Pelosi at this point. If it was right now, I just hate to make that prediction. Right, right. And that's all we can do is right. what we and know this, right now. And this, so I don't, I don't really time. think you need right. to make that distinction, but but I understand why you feel you do. I mean, yeah, this whole episode is basically just speculation because nobody's confirmed they're running yeah. in either 2024 or most people even in 2022. We're just starting to get the names now. So yeah, we're, we're speculating wildly, but it's fun because you know we have some decent context clues here, but well, yeah, so they're, they're, they're gonna get creamed have, in 2022. Polling is showing that the top three contenders without Trump, if he doesn't run in 2024, are Mike Pence and then Ron DeSantis, I think there's Ted Cruz in there. Who am I missing? Is a third top contender. Top well, Republican. did Nikki Haley completely fall off? Because she was no, for a while. No, it's not Nikki Haley. She was for a while. Maybe it's Ted. It might be Ted Cruz. I know. Uh, I know Tim Scott has been thrown in there every now and again. They want him to. That's what people are saying. Mm -hmm. Because he just arrived on the scene last week. But yeah. I don't. I haven't heard any aspirations from him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It, it, it's hard to tell who's planning what. And of course, with no incumbent Republican, they're gonna come out of the woodwork, people you've never heard of. Now, now, Tim Scott, you know, Tim Scott's been around for how long? A while. And he's, I think he's responsible for one of Trump's biggest victories as far as the um, opportunity zones. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. a great point. He was, he, yeah. he was the guy that came up with the opportunity zones, and that was a huge win for Trump that, mm -hmm. of course, nobody ever wanted to talk about. But I think opportunity zones are an incredible... Uh, policy and implementation uh, to if you want to help a community you let them help themselves mm -hmm. and that's what that's what the opportunity zones do and and, and it's successful and, it, and so far it's successful I'm wondering but here's the question is that something Biden will do away with mm -hmm. I mean it's technically it's one of Trump's good ideas so maybe <laughs> it's something yeah. he'll take credit for it they'll uh you know, retcon all the stuff that Trump did positively and say, oh, well, you know, the opportunity zones really, really only happened under Biden. It wasn't Trump. Just like, you know, we just saw a few days ago. They said Operation Warp Speed, that happened under Biden. And nobody fact-checked or corrected that. Well, no, there's a lot of stuff. So, Biden's a plagiarist. He's been his whole yeah. life. Yeah, Literally. Like, the fact that anybody says that is like... Again, mind blowing. Yeah, so yeah. anything they can't undo, they will just take credit for. They said so they'll halt Trump's order or law or whatever it is, and then they'll implement it themselves mm -hmm. separately. Same yeah. thing, different, different. <laughs> and, and instead of calling it opportunity zones, they'll call it like new opportunity zones. Yeah. Where yeah. Like, 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 like instead, instead of make America great, it'll be you know it's that build back better. What? Well, it's the same. Yeah, it's yeah. You're basically taking this. Or jobs, jobs, jobs is still jobs, jobs, jobs. Jobs, jobs, jobs. Build back better, baby. Yeah. No, By the way, you know, <laughs> buy American, but don't hire American. Yeah, without the hire American. Exactly. <laughs> so, who do you guys think is the most Trump-esque figure running for office coming over the next four years that you are considering running for office? Obviously, Ron DeSantis, I think, is the most Trump-like figure. That's your... But you know who I would also like to see run? Mike Pompeo. Oh, I like Mike. I heard Mike. Yeah. He's, he's got a good track like record. Mm -hmm. uh, and he even, I believe, 
went out on good terms with Trump, which should be a should be a bonus, because as we've said before on on previous episodes, basically from this point on, anyone who wants to be anybody in the Republican Party is gonna have to have dinner at Mar-a-Lago a couple times, mm-hmm. play a couple rounds of golf with Trump. He's the kingmaker. Yeah, he he will, and that's what I'm hoping he does in 2024. I've been pretty vocal about the fact that I hope he does not run, but rather throws his entire force of personality behind somebody like DeSantis or really any other qualified person because, you know, I don't want 78-year-old Trump to try to go get another four years just to say he could. Well, I don't think it, his, his age wouldn't be a factor. He's he's there. I'll tell you what the big my biggest problem with Trump running in 2024 is he would only have four years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's a problem because I think if Trump would have had eight years consecutively, consecutively we'd be on we, we'd be getting on a roll right now. But only four years, and and with you know with the way that the the uh, House and the Senate can shape up, it's just it's not enough. And he's not it's it doesn't give him enough oomph, enough bang for the Trump dollar, if you will. So I I don't. That's the only reason I wouldn't want him to go because it's four years of. Uh, it, he needed. He really needed those eight years to get going, and I'd rather see him pass the torch to somebody that could give those eight years mm-hmm. and do them well than somebody that uh, that then than him for a, a, another four years. Well, it was the, Trump, DeSantis, and then DeSantis, someone else. Yeah. Plus, the movement has to be bigger than just one guy, because if it lives and dies by having Donald Trump's face on it. Then whether he you know was out after eight consecutive years or out after two four-year things, mm-hmm. not back to back, then it's over. So he no, gets well, another four years, but it gets no bigger than him, and the, the, the I, I, I GOP doesn't fix itself. I don't. I don't think that's the, the. I don't. I see what you're saying, but I don't think that's the case. I think Trump. Trump is the isn't. Ju- it's not. He's not just the face. He is the the creator of a movement of. America first, like not the creator, but like he's like a founding father. The fa- uh, right, <laughs> as, as weird as that seems, yeah. he's but, like yeah. he, he's he's taken on a whole different scheme as far as making sure Americans and America comes first, mm-hmm. and everything he did basically proved that. And 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 if we could get somebody of that same ilk, and we can get the GOP on that America first train. Not just the Trump train, but the America First train. I think I think it it, it would be. I, I I think it's totally doable. And for example, he had his first win last weekend with Susan Wright in Texas. He was she was his first endorsement post presidency, and she won her election in a landslide. And, oh, and did you guys hear what what's the winning thing is? The what the winning uh, like issue has been? Fracking. No. What? Critical race theory. In that rate, in that race in particular, the House race, yes. Which the fact that we are now seeing, I think we're up to four or five states that have banned it by name. Uh, this time last year, maybe a little bit before that, nobody even knew what critical race theory was. Our politicians could not call it out by name because they didn't know what it was. Critical race theory was hidden behind, you know, things like oh, it's just racial sensitivity training. Uh, implicit bias tests for employees, this sort of thing. And nobody saw it as the consistent agenda that it has been the entire time. Uh, And honestly, Trump was kind of one of the first ones who did it, not because he knew what it was, 
but because he had people who brought it to his attention, and he banned it from all, uh, or said he was you know going to ban it from federal education, that was then overturned almost immediately. But you know it's back at the state level, and that's great to see. And I think DeSantis was the first to ban it on a state level. Yeah, yeah, and I think we now have Idaho was Idaho. on there, and uh, a couple others where they're getting it out of education because we're now starting starting to realize how far into education it's gotten. Mm -hmm. It controls basically all of public school right now. And we need someone in the White House and a bunch of other people in government who will not only call it out by name, but continue to actually expose it for how horrible it is. Can you believe how quickly the left was able to completely overhaul education? Because mm -hmm. I was, when I was in high school, I was senior in 2014, and there was no mention of any critical race theory, no leftist propaganda. It wasn't until like 2017 when I was in college when they start, I remember they flipped all the signage in the counselor's office to say, please choose your pronouns so that we can call mm -hmm. you by X, Y, Z. It just changed so quickly. It was just overnight. Yeah, that's true. It, it, it was on steroids because, you know, I went to college a few years before. Um, that and it was already starting because we in the middle of campus we had a in the, you know basic our version of the student union uh, it was called uh, Kirkhoff Center it was a, it was a safe space it was like a giant mm -hmm. safe space literally and our college is one of the most voted one of the most <laughs> anti free speech campuses <laughs> in, in America anyway so it was but you're right it's gone even it's like gone on steroids that's why it's important to listen to read their stuff. That's why I can't, you know, like the Kennedys and the and the D'Angelos and all these people. They are their thought leaders, and we have to understand what they're arguing because this it, they're is infiltrating our society right now with what they have been writing for years. And we can't fight what we don't understand. Yeah. It exactly. started in higher level education, you know, in the halls of you know colleges and stuff. Top universities in the country were just churning out liberal critical race theory philosophers who you know wanted to then extend it into everything else. I've mentioned it before. It's an idea that has been around for basically since like the 60s, 70s, called the long march through the institutions, where basically you start an education, educate up entire generations of people who just wholeheartedly believe your philosophy, and then you send them out into every other institution in the country, and that is how you create this revolution they're hoping for. Yeah, and I'll tell you another thing. Historically, they they usually tell you what they're going to do to you, mm -hmm. because obviously the Mein Kampf's the the classic example. But then Marx, you wrote, you know Lenin, all these guys wrote this stuff ahead of time, and and these different thought leaders, you know, wrote. <laughs> yeah, wrote what, did they, they think they were lying? Yeah, that's, that's the saying. question. Do do, yeah. do people think that these people that came before? We're lying. So when you when Kennedy and these people, they mean what they say, and it's happening mm -hmm. in in society you now. Nicole Hannah Jones, another one, trying a lot, completely rewriting American history, and Biden is attaching grants to it to to one of the criteria to education grants to get it is that they teach sixteen nineteen project or anti anti racism in the schools. And this after suspending Trump's seventeen seventy six commission that they declared was an evil, racist, bigoted education curriculum as opposed to a curriculum that was a piece of historical fiction meant to sell a false narrative about the country, including making up a date for when the country was actually founded. And we've now seen that repeated even by Biden. Where, you know, in speeches he talks about, you know, oh, the, oh, the history of the U.S. government going back to 1619. The U.S. government didn't exist in 1619. 
We didn't have a consistent government until the Continental Congress, which was over 120 years later. That's what happens when you finish at the bottom of your class in law school. Yeah, but no, he was at the top. He's a genius. <laughs> so, so you say you say DeSantis is the most Trump-like figure that's mm -hmm. coming. I say Caitlyn Jenner. I disagree completely. But, but well, you don't understand why, though. I think I know where you're going with it. Okay, where am I going? I think you're because he's basically trying to say make California great again. No. He's putting in, did you see his campaign ad? No, I, I'm not, I'm not, not. I know nothing about what what he what. It, it's a cultural okay. figure. What? The left you care about. I'm just gonna say Caitlyn Jenner. It's Caitlyn Jenner. Um, no, everything's gonna be Caitlyn Jenner. He or she? I, I'm just gonna use Caitlyn Jenner okay. <laughs> because I don't want to get in trouble. Um, the reason I think Caitlyn Jenner is the most Trump-like figure is because Caitlyn Jenner is exactly what Trump was in 2015, which is a non-politician who is fed up with the system, wanting to make changes that they feel are that America is getting away from. Mm. So Caitlyn Jenner <laughs> is Just say the name over and over, <laughs> over again. Say the name. Uh, Caitlyn Jenner is a celebrity. Caitlyn Jenner is is technically an American. Mm -hmm. um, and and we also comes from like an immigrant background. That I did not know, but but well, Caitlyn Jenner wasn't so much an American icon. It was Bruce Jenner who Bruce Jenner. Jenner. on the Wheaties box. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Don't 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 make this weird. Anyway, I'm just trying to trip you up. See how many people I can get you in trouble with on this episode. So Caitlyn, so Caitlyn Jenner to me is the most Trump-like figure because Caitlyn, I think, can encompass that cult of personality. And, and the fact that Caitlyn Jenner is a trans woman, is that what it is? A trans, tra trans, trans, trans woman. Trans woman. Yeah. As a trans woman gives Caitlyn Jenner <laughs> well, an advantage uh, because it's not something they can attack. It oh, can, but they, they will. They are already starting to. Right, they're um, trying to. Because what they're doing to Tim Scott. call her a hypocrite. Yeah. The, the only label that actually matters to them is the letter that comes after your yeah. name. Well, and brings us back around to Tim Scott. Yeah, right? it brings us back yeah, to yeah. Tim Scott. What they're doing to him right yeah. now. The, yeah. Uncle Sam was disgusting. Real quick, would you guys vote for Caitlyn Jenner as governor of California? I don't know. I have to see the platform. Uh, uh, given that he, she, is in his campaign ad saying, make California great again, we need to get out these establishment politicians, basically, and I oppose the transgender agenda stuff. Randy Quaid all the way. Yeah. Yeah. Randy Quaid. I would, I would need more. I would need more. I would yeah. need more than that. I, I can't. If, let's say in the event that he was a legitimate America First Republican, yes. would you vote for him? 100%. I, I would vote for Caitlyn Jenner based on a platform of you know actually good stuff. Of you know, freedom assuming first. Assuming I could freedom and America first. Wait a second. You judge them on their individual merit? But here, oh, this clashes with like oh, the no. conservative side. That's why I ask. Well, the, even, I'm going to say this, and this is going to piss off a lot of people. F the evangelicals, and this is coming. As sacrilege, Sean. Yeah, this is this is coming from somebody who who I consider myself a Christian. Um, I try to live my life as a Christian, um, for the most part. I'm I am human. I sin as we all do, but. Um, their problem is, and I have always said this, the problem with the, the evangelicals is it's do as I say, not as I do, and let me judge you when it's not their job to judge. Their job is, it's not our job as humans to judge sin. Our job is to 
is to simply love. That's it. That's that's it. So if an evangelical has a problem with gay marriage or things of that nature or trans trans lifestyles or any of that stuff, that's on them being non-Christians. And I'll say that till the day I die. So I have a problem with evangelicals that push the Bible thumping and then and then skip over the most important thing Jesus said, which was one of the most important commandments, love God and love your neighbor. And that's it. So that's why I have a problem with evangelicals because they, they tend to prove not to be who they purport to be. So that's why I say F evangelicals, especially like, who's that one dude? The one with the wide eyes and COVID. Oh, yeah, that was weird. There's a, there's a number of them. There's another of them. Anyways. Sean, you would vote for Caitlyn. Yes. Connor? So on, on the Caitlyn Jenner subject, like Sean, I would have to examine the platform and actually see, you know, what is, you know, being proposed. But regardless of how that goes, I will not fumble the ball on, like, the gender issue. And it, as much as I'm willing to vote for someone who's all for America, you know, putting America first and everything. Caitlyn Jenner's a man. I'll say it. Like I, I, if things we've said on this show haven't gotten us canceled by now, I mean, I'm sure that that would qualify me. But um, we're, I think we're about to watch a whole bunch of people in the GOP who have tried to take a hardline stance on transgenderism suddenly be like, eh, you know what? It's it's okay as long as because this transgender person is on our side, just saying the things we like. So you know what? We'll we'll throw it out. Like, I'm, I can't contradict basic biology. That's how this works. So that's completely unrelated to the political platform. If it's a good one, I'll be fine with it. I don't know if I necessarily trust Caitlyn Jenner to be a hardline conservative, particularly not the kind of conservative that could fix California. So technically, Caitlyn Jenner has traditionally been, regardless of trans or not, pre-trans, post-trans, Caitlyn Jenner has been a, a pretty hardline conservative. Yeah, always been a Republican. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She, I, I don't, I don't know. I, I like, I need more information on that. That's why I'm just going with Caitlyn Jenner, man. I, yeah, that's my stance. I'll abide by their name, but that I'm not gonna. Everybody say wants yeah. to uh, make the story, you know, transgender thing, like like the the gender of the person. But again, that's the same level of identity politics yeah. that I, I couldn't got care. Us, yeah, got us Kamala more. Harris as vice president. So, yeah, I don't know. Caitlyn Jenner's uh, stance. Uh, I think what would matter to me is I don't care about her personally or his, Caitlyn Jenner's sexuality, whatever she considers herself. But what I do care about is if Caitlyn Jenner supports. <laughs> Caitlyn Jenner supports. Just, just, just pick a pronoun and. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Caitlyn, Caitlyn Jenner supports. Uh, Say whichever one makes children, you comfortable. Children and teenagers being able to decide what sex they want to be or whatever. What what what, what it all depends. That, if, and I don't know. I don't know what Caitlyn Jenner's stance is on that. Well, that's and, and, and if Caitlyn Jenner did so, so did support support that, then I would say no, absolutely. Well, not. there's certain there obviously there's yeah. certain policies that we can and cannot support, yeah, like puberty blockers, all this weird stuff like but operations. If, if, that if, would if, not if, that would be a deal killer for me. But but here's the thing, Caitlyn Jenner has already come out against transgenders in sports. So that's why I'm assuming so that I'm assuming that I, right, that, tra- right. That, that would be in the same vein. But she's asking the question, and that would be my one limit. But but sport. the question is is does the package matter? Which I don't think it should. I think the policy. Sorry. Well, I didn't mean it like that. I mean like the, the visual package. 
<laughs> Calm down there, Ryan. <laughs> I knew as soon as he said that, he was going to start laughing, and I looked at him. <laughs> 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 I was like, wait, is this a thing no, he you're said? You're an adult man. Does the, the, yeah, but no. does the visual there we go. matter, or does is it the substance? Because as a conservative, what Caitlyn Jenner does in her bedroom should be... Oh, I said her, so I didn't pick one. Um, what Caitlyn Jenner does in Caitlyn Jenner's bedroom is Caitlyn Jenner's business, and a true conservative would not care what Caitlyn Jenner does in Caitlyn Jenner's bedroom. Well, visuals always matter because everyone plays that any politics. Right. But here's the thing. Who's going to attack Caitlyn Jenner on being a trans? The left. They'll, um, they'll, they'll, what's they'll, interesting they'll, No, no problem because they'll, yeah, go Caitlyn ahead. Caitlyn Jenner spoke, was a keynote speaker at the fourth Women's March in 2019, which I was actually at. And when she started speaking, I left because I was like, I don't want to watch this. Because I was like, I don't want to watch this transgender ex-Kardashian dad speak at a women's march. So anyway, uh, I mean, it's pretty hard to like move away from if she is becoming a conservative and believes in not becoming, anti- always been, always well, well, been, no, become a conservative politician. Agenda. Okay, on the trans agenda. So I think that might. Well, do you, what, you know, what would be a good homework would be listening to what what Caitlyn Jenner said. Well, I did listen to her campaign commercial. No, 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 the speech. Oh, the speech. It'd be interesting. And see if it aligns. Yeah, it'll be. I mean, of course, you can always say, "Oh, I changed my mind since then," and all this stuff. But yeah. that's what. That's why for me, it would be a trust issue. I don't know if I exactly trust her when she gets in, but it's also a short-term thing because I think the next election is like two years later. It's twenty twenty-two. So. I also think it would just be absolutely hilarious if the first female governor of California was a man. That would show the Democrats how much we hate yeah. Newsom. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you really. It would force them to pick a side. Because either acknowledge that this Republican is the first female governor and should be celebrated for women's advancement, or go back on their own gender philosophies and say it's, she's not actually a woman. So they'll paint themselves into a corner and it will be funny to watch. But this is the one that's actually the most relevant out of all the ones we've discussed so far because Newsom's going to be probably... Re- what forced recall election this fall? I think. Yeah, by early, no later than early fall, if all those signatures are verified and certified. Yeah. So of course, a recall election has all the sharks circling, the crazy people coming out of the woodwork. Uh, like Ryan mentioned, Randy Quaid is also thinking about jumping in. Oh, uh, you were serious when you said. Oh Randy no, Quaid. dead serious. Randy Quaid. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh. If I, if I could get cousin Eddie as yeah. president or as, wait, as governor wait, no, of California, I mean, sorry, no, no, that's not going to happen. Yeah, we're going to talk about visuals. That's that's. No, no, no Randy. Randy Quaid is legitimate, legitimately crazy. Oh yeah. So, so there's, there's, no, there's so, no doubt so about it. As much as I love him, and I love yeah. his work, and I love his Instagram. If you want to have some fun, go to Randy Quaid's Instagram. It is some of the most. Like, like he likes to like he was reading Trump quotes with like lights. It's really weird. It's but it's funny. Anyways, the as much as I love him, I would not want him running my country. Well, he'd just be running a state or a state. I don't want him running. I don't. I don't want him running in a marathon, let alone <laughs> running for political office. Okay, how about a speed round on Mike Pence? See, so he, he's starting to do campaign events essentially for twenty twenty four. Would you guys vote for him? If Trump was not an option. Well, and again, it always depends on uh, who is running. Well, here, here's the thing. Grace and I, I don't, I don't know if you guys heard when I was leaving to, uh, you know, I wanted to see what was in the bathroom. But um, 
<laughs> I was, people I was, don't care. Don't I was, yeah. But we were walk, as I was walking out, I was saying, we, we had a little discussion about Mike Pence, and I said he's cardboard to me. And by that I mean he's out of touch. He really, he's really just like he is a throwback to like not even like the eighties, like a fifties, like a fifties style conservative. Mm -hmm. And I think that is not what America needs. I think I think Trump is a or Trump. Wow. I think Pence is a great supporting cast member, um, but not as a president. I I, I couldn't vote for Pence. I would vote for him, like, say, you know, Trump wasn't running, DeSantis isn't running, Ted Cruz is Pretty not... Pretty much he's the last option. <laughs> no, no, I, no I, not, not my last option, but he's also not my first option. I do yeah. like Mike Pence, and honestly, think back to, you know, the tail end of the Trump administration. Like, between the election and Biden's inauguration, things were on fire. Like, the, 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 sometimes literally. There, there was a big mess going on, and honestly, at times... Mike Pence was kind of a breath of fresh air. I know we all have differing opinions. The presidential debate. Yeah. The, 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 oh, the yeah, vice presidential oh, debate. That, that's Whoa. why he had amazing. to make up the thing with yeah. the fly to yeah. make that a big story because I know he clobbered her. Yeah. It was always an accomplishment whenever he could make a really good presentation for himself and be like a strong leader. Well, just because he, like, ah. he never stepped out, really. Mm -hmm. he, for the first yeah, few years, he was the perfect vice president of, you know, guy to look happy and whatever in the background, be supportive. Uh, he really showed better leadership once COVID hit, and he got put in charge of some things. Mm -hmm. His uh, RNC speech was he needs great. a makeover. Um, he does. He, he needs he needs a makeover. Mm -hmm. Like he he needs a, a new image. You know what's interesting. He has a radio background. He actually was a radio host before he went into politics. So it's it kind of funny that he's not more personable. You know, the, the, well, it's uh, not that he's not personable. It's just like or, I mean, like a uh, uh, style wise charisma. Yeah, I don't like, know like, no, is, he, he lacks. Not only does he lack charisma, yeah. but it's like. Again, like calling uh, his wife mother and like like there's a lot of stuff. That's actually a more common thing than you'd think. Like if is that a country thing? It, like if you're a rap, if you're a, if you're a parent who has kids that are around with the family, you get used to calling your wife mom to the point where it happens frequently without no, even intending to. I'm not to. calling. I would never call my wife, whom I share a marital bed with mother or mom. Okay, but that's it, weird. It, it's a thing that happens to people with kids where they... Yeah, no, no, I get it. I get time. it. It's just like, but at the same time, there's just some things about him that just come off as, again, out of touch. Uh, I think Mike Pence, you know, I think Mike Pence, like I said, needs a makeover. And I don't just mean style. I, I think Mike Pence needs a little bit more maverick he needs a rebranding. Into his game. Honestly, he needs to do what Ted Cruz did, which is go grow a beard. Grow a beard, come back with an edge, and then, then for sure. But So basically, to conclude my point, I would vote for him. I like him. I think he did good things, particularly like by not just unilaterally overturning the election. I know people wish he had, but that would have been bad, I think. But even though I like and support him, he has no chance of winning. The left hates him because he stood behind Trump, and they see him as complicit in everything Trump did wrong, and the diehard Trump-supporting wing of the GOP hates him because he didn't certify the election for Trump. So he's got no shot. I honestly don't think the Trumpers are angry at him over that. They were, I think they were, I do. They were well, chanting, you, hang Mike Pence. I, yeah, I absolutely think like, that's right, what before, it is. Yeah, but they were saying that before 
the decision was made. Go look at any Freedom yeah. Wire article that so much as mentions Mike Pence, and you will see people don't like him. Right, yeah. right, right. Like but I don't, think, I don't and I I think, think I don't. I think that was before. No, and I have a real life case example because I wrote. I wrote an article, uh, 2019 or 2020, I can't remember, about just you know theorizing what if Trump replaced Pence with Nikki Haley on the ticket. Almost every comment was they hated me for it because they were big Mike Pence fans because he's a great, loyal vice president. And all of a sudden, just one day in January 6th, it changed. It flipped. They hate him. Mm-hmm. They hate him now. And I, I don't think that's right. I don't think that's the right... Just because you disagree with, and we can, that's a whole other discussion. But I'll just say the one one day does not make a, a vice president. You know, like he he like was he had a to loyal, do his job. A guy he who was, did the right thing. He was a loyal vice president for four years. He did everything that Trump asked him to do. He went and he actually did a good job on the mm-hmm. coronavirus. Uh, I don't think he gets enough credit for that either. Being Before that, Trump started running the press conference, I just don't understand why everybody. I, I think it's, I'm very disappointed. A lot of people, honestly, that they were like that because of one day that they turned on Mike Pence, who I think is a good man. I think he's he's one of those guys that has has always been a solid conservative. I actually became. You're right. It's kind of like a little dull. That was, it was more of a personality thing with me because, and I actually became a really big fan of his in the last year than I. I didn't really have much of an opinion on him right, before. Right, because he's kind of cardboard. Yeah, but I, I really, I, I really liked what he did in Corona. I really like what his speech at the convention I thought was very good at Fort McHenry. I thought it was very patriotic. It was very good. He, he, he kind of stepped out on his own a little bit there in the end. I think he, he handled the January sixth great. His life was literally under, under in danger. He held, he was cool like a cucumber, which I like to see in a leader. Right, but I, but as I said, I think as, and I think you're kind of sounding the same way. Is he's better as a supporting cast member and rather might, than yeah, the president? And that might be true, but he. But I will say, almost that way. But when I seen him in action, January six was like seeing what a commander chief would be like in action. You know, him trying to coordinate, and make sure that the national guard is there, that kind of stuff. Like, and everybody's protected. And like, I, I, I would actually, I actually could see him as a president. Per- on that. Particularly his, uh, his press statement after the fact, where he he literally spelled out, "Here's why I did what I did, even though it was unpopular," and it, it showed. Mm-hmm. He can have a little bit more of a of a backbone, a little bit more of an edge. Well, no, he's an honorable. Here's yeah. the thing about he's Mike Pence: he's an honorable man. Mm-hmm. Any man that will not have dinner with another woman without his wife present, I think, should not be derided. I think. I think, it, especially it, me too. Yeah, right. call, call him yeah. bigoted and call him misogynist all you, all you right. want, but Mike Pence has never been me too. And you can so. and you can never say he's not a dishonorable person. So you know, I. I think Mike Pence had no choice but to make the call that he that he saw was the right call. I also think that something that goes really under talked about is the media's role that day because the media started breaking that report that Mike Pence was going to do this mm-hmm. like hours before it even happened. And I think that I some of the some of the stuff that happened at the Capitol could have been avoided because the police presence and they knew what was going to mm-hmm. happen and to clear everybody out before that happened. So OAN broke the report, I think, at, like, noon or something like that when it happened late, way later. So I think the media had more of a role to play. Well, yeah. I feel better. Yeah, we know what we Even are. Even though we're technically a part Even of the media. media. I'm just saying because everybody, yeah. you know, they have to have the breaking mm-hmm. news, I guess, the ratings and all that stuff. So I think a lot of the rides could have been avoided had the media yeah. not. Yeah, I agree. I mean, that 100%. can be said for literally everything that has gone wrong mm-hmm. in the country for the last two years. Well, I'd if say it even further. If the media had just, like, not last six it, years. Probably. Yeah. Basically everything since halfway through Obama's administration. Who knows what we were missing before we really knew what was going yeah. on? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, basically, this is, you know, I January 6th wasn't Pence's fault, wasn't Trump's fault, wasn't Biden's fault. 
It was the failure of the fourth estate. And that's that's why I will say that going forward, they, nobody can convince me that the mass, the mainstream media hasn't been responsible for the division in our country. And the courts. The courts did nothing when they should have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they should have. They should have done something before the election. That was the right. problem for me. It was even more than the cracking and all this stuff. Is that the court didn't intervene when they had the chance before when they were changing the the voting rules around the state legislators and just doing it. So that's when I had the most problem when the courts didn't interfere before the election. I don't say interfere, but they should have intervened before the election. Yeah. So to to keep the the. 2022-2024 lineup discussion going. We basically hit all the big names. If you want to know more about our thoughts on DeSantis, go back and check any of the... I, I, I don't want DeSantis episodes. to run. I'm going to tell you that right now. I don't want you DeSantis. want him to stay here? I want him to stay in Florida. Everyone's being selfish. What if all yeah. Florida like, voted against him in the presidency because they wanted to keep him? Well, here, here's the deal. He is going to, to run again in 2022 for governor, and I'm almost positive he's going to get it. Well, I because uh, even even uh, even liberals like liberals like his run. yeah, he, and he uh, we just found out today Charlie Crist is is running. Charlie Crist, go away, nobody no likes him. Oh, so, you mean the flip flopper, the guy that yeah. that lost carpetbagger? Yeah, yeah. He, he so the guy that the guy that was a, the, Charlie Crist, the guy that was once a conservative, lost yeah to a true conservative, and then flip parties, mm-hmm. and now he's going to run again. Charlie. Yeah, so we're, we're we're in no danger the of the second. They always think everybody likes him. We're in no danger of the second coming of Chris He's down delusional. here in Florida. I'm, I'm, uh, what'll be interesting though to see how far left Chris is going to go in order to try to win that that election. Because again, this guy was a conservative at one point. He was a Republican. Well, Republican. We a, I shouldn't we, say conservative. They're not synonyms. Yes, mm-hmm. you're correct. He was a Republican, and he was Florida's governor as a Republican. He lost to another Republican and Rick Scott, um, Rick, and then Rick Scott's in the Senate now. And now Rick Scott's and in the Senate. We have DeSantis. We got the best. So, but the the the, the what's going to be funny is how somebody that was once a Republican, how they are going to come out in twenty twenty two, and or twenty twenty one. When's the, whenever the campaign starts, anyways, and run as a Democrat in this atmosphere. How extreme is Charlie Crist mm-hmm. going to? And, and and I think the further extreme he goes, the bigger hypocrite he's going to look like, coming from that side of the aisle. So well, yeah, but basically, DeSantis, unless some crazy thing goes wrong, unless he has a uh, Andrew Gillum. Yeah, unless. Uh, yeah, <laughs> so you have the hotel rooms in Miami. I was just remarking on that this morning, like because DeSantis just lifted all the COVID restrictions in Florida. And soon we will be the freest state in the union, as you know everyone should be. Uh, but think about where we'd be had the 2018 governor election gone differently. We'd not only be fully locked down under a Democratic governor, but we'd be fully locked down under a Democratic governor that yeah. also frequents methed up male prostitutes. And so, look, hey man, look, different hey, to, for to, different to folks. To each his own, but like, right. don't don't try to be governor if that's what you're into. Yeah. Um, Elections have consequences. I mean, you know what they say, you can't spell Gillum without two L's, so... You know, maybe... It's a good good thing we avoided that. It's it's, it's a good... It's, you know, maybe he was, you know, lamenting his loss. Who knows? Uh, Or did that happen before the election? No, that that happened after, but... It did happen after. But when they count all the votes twice and you lose both times, you you need to blow off some steam during your loss. His run. It, it was all over the place <laughs> all <Okay>. during that. <laughs> but basically, DeSantis probably has the 2022 campaign for Florida in the bag. 
doesn't really have much to worry about. So say he goes and runs for president and loses, worst case scenario, he, we get him back anyway. Either we get him in the White House or we get him back here. In the governor's mansion. So, I'm, all, I'm still rooting for a Pompeo to mm -hmm. pop up. Yeah, he's a good one. But I think bringing it all back, as I know we're closing, closing up shop here, as they, yep. as they said, is that uh, I think you got to kind of look at the electorate overall for the next few years. And I, I think Hillary Clinton made a misdiagnosis of what's going on in the country. And I think she's representative Democrat. Hopefully she's actually representative Democratic Party, and this is how they think. She, she was saying, she was on CNN, and she was talking about how Biden... You know, she's very excited that Biden's been able to push all these far left policies. And then she was asked a question about, well, you know, like it's like even your husband and Obama weren't this far left. Basically, I'm paraphrasing what the question was from the commentator. And she goes, yeah, she basically said, yeah, uh, the political landscape has changed. And now this is basically saying that this is more mainstream. I go, I, she's over the Democrats. I hope they think that because it's more mainstream with inside their, their own party. But even the polls, and I think the polls are always you can 15 points too high probably, show that Biden's underwater on most of the his categories of, of topics other than COVID, which is ridiculous. But anyway, so like the American people, it's a 50-50 Senate right now. It's, they almost pulled off a miracle Republicans in the House. They control 31 state governorships or uh, legislators, the majority of governors. They, they are overplaying their hand if they think this is mainstream, what Joe Biden's doing right now. It's more popular with inside the party than it was with Obama and Clinton were president. But if she thinks that, that could be a dynamite election for the Republicans the next two times around. Because I hope she thinks that. You know who sounds a lot like her? George W. Bush. <laughs> well, that's on that note. <laughs> the, the left has way overplayed their hand on just about everything. They're, that's why Biden, They got too eager yeah. when they realized, oh, we control both houses of Congress and the executive branch. There's nothing in our way. Let's just try to implement everything immediately. It's going to come back to bite them. They overplayed their hand on critical race theory, too, like we mentioned earlier, because even though this thing had infiltrated a lot of different places, they weren't ready for everybody to know about it yet. They were, he they, wasn't ready. No, they he wasn't ready. Well, the thing is, yeah. they don't have a mandate. They act, they're governing like he's governing mm -hmm. like he has a mandate. Say what you want. I, I think FDR's New Deal and LBJ's uh, War on Poverty and the Great Society were horrible policies, but he could at least, those presidents could legitimately say, I had a mandate because they had gigantic majorities yeah, in the get, Congress and, he, like and they dominated and they dominated themselves at the polls. Biden barely won. And, and, and he was and, popular president in history. And he had 50-50 Senate. Like I just said, the Congress is like, so for him to be able to, if the Democrats if, think what Hillary Clinton thinks, that this is mainstream now, they're going to get their butt blown out in, the next, in 2022 and 2024. Only if we fix, fix the election fraud stuff, though. Yeah. Uh, well, a we, lot of states are doing it. If we continue to have four what, to five what, elections. What, what, I can't remember who I it was. I tried to cover them. Just yeah. said that they have to have watermarks on their ballots. I can't remember who that was. I've really only seen Arizona, Georgia, and Florida do anything. Yeah, yeah but this is this is not another. Michigan, not Wisconsin, not Pennsylvania. Two women yeah. actually are going to jail for election fraud in Pennsylvania. Ah, bet you didn't hear about that one anywhere else. Yeah, no. But this is another way in which you know the the critical race theory thing is being used because they want to tell you any attempt to secure an election is racist, mm -hmm. and that's why oh like they've just taken the narrative of what CRT. I think it's failing though. It, it is. It's not working. Yeah, it's not all working. All the company boycotts. Coca-Cola just walked back all their crazy woke mm -hmm. employee training because Coke products were being boycotted left and right. And nobody, nobody, nobody would buy it. Boycotted. Yeah, of course. And they changed. They also changed the, their requirements for the outside vendors they use. Mm -hmm. They wanted a, uh, a diversity quota met, and that's changed, yeah. too. 
So it, it's starting to backfire as long as people keep the pressure up, because you know they'll win if you just sit on your hands and do nothing. Like okay, whatever, Coke and Delta are boycotting Georgia, no big deal. Like, but if you continue to fly Delta and buy Coke products. It, well, good luck because uh, Atlanta Airport is the biggest airport in America, and if you're not wanted in it, Georgia, it, it, it is fifty percent Delta. So, so everything goes through Delta. That goes through there. It's mm -hmm. the major hub. Yeah. I'll it's go also to Charlotte instead. Yeah, it's a horrible place to drive. But all right, uh, that's forty-five minutes worth of. Uh, Who's who's running? Hey, um, we, we voting tomorrow? What's yeah. going on? Oh, <laughs> there's a there's a lot more that can hey. be thrown in there. We didn't even get to touch on you know Nikki Haley. We touched on uh, Tim Scott briefly. There's like four or five other solid names in there too that are being spoken about. America's so, just one perpetual election. Yeah, it's America's new religion and past. The only campaign that matters. We don't have sports is the anymore, so might as well have an election. Yeah, right? yeah. So. Uh, by all means, in the comments, let us know if you got other people. Give us your, yeah, give, give us your your top five of people who might run in twenty twenty four. Most loved and most hated. Yeah, yeah, R rank them for us. We're interested to hear from you guys. That's why we do this so we can hear from the community. So by all means, let us know. Um, all right, anybody, any, anything else before we get out of here? I'll throw in a reminder also since I'm still talking. Um, <laughs> drop a uh, drop a click down there to the description to check out some links to things we talked about. We've got articles all over Freedom Wire about this and lots more stuff. Uh, basically a write-up on all the people who were mentioned on this episode. Uh, don't forget we're also on Spotify if you would like to help us escape the tyrannical oppressive boot of YouTube censorship. Take us with you on the go. Go over to Spotify, download us over there, Freedom Wire Podcast. And uh, yeah, help us beat the censorship and fill your car with the lovely sound of our voices. All right. Uh, I'm going to let you guys, uh, or I'm going to leave you guys with this. Get involved with your local politics. It does matter if anything has been proven over the last two years. Including the school board. How yeah. important every election is that you can... Uh, participated. So get out and vote. Stay free. God bless you guys.